Hi everyone and welcome to the Don't Wait Up podcast. If you're new here, we're going to start in our usual way with a breathing exercise, but if you'd like to jump straight into the interview then you can skip ahead to 5 minutes 30. If you're sticking around, we hope you enjoy the following meditation brought to you by our very own Karen. Thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to this Don't Wait Up meditation. I invite you to get comfortable wherever you may be. Close your eyes and take a minute to connect to your breath. We're going to do a cycle of breaths, breathing in for four, out for four. And on the final round, we're going to hold our breath for 15 seconds. If we just follow my flow, breathing in, and release. Breathing in. and release on this third round going to hold our breath at the end of release breathing in and release and hold your breath Taking a breath in, I invite you to place one hand on your heart, one hand on your torso, just connecting to yourself, having a moment to check in with your body. On each inhale, I'd like to invite you to breathe in a colour can be any colour you like that you're drawn to. Mine is currently gold. Breathing in, sending that colour around your skull. And releasing any negativity on your out breath. On the next inhale, sending that breath down your spine. And release. Sending that breath around your shoulder blades and down your arms. Allowing the light to vibrate within you. Sending that breath around the hips. Down your legs to your feet. 
sending that light down your arms and out through your fingers. Feeling good, releasing any thoughts that come your way. Just staying connected to your breath and to the present moment right now. You're feeling relaxed and energized. Positive and powerful. Sending love and energy and gratitude to our body, our mind. Taking one last deep inhale. And release. And when you're ready, I invite you to open your eyes and come back into the room. Hi everyone, welcome to the Don't Wait Up podcast. You are listening to Kanisha and today I'm interviewing the wonderfully talented, amazing spirit, actor, performer, dancer, writer, she does it all basically, Jamila Martin Winget. Thank you for joining us. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> well, you know, wow. I've got to pick you up. I've got to pick you up. <laughs> I've seen what you can do. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Like, I'm not going to just give you like a little, yeah, you know, she does the acting thing, you know, whatever. No, girl, like you've got talent and I've seen it in person. So I'm going to give you the introduction that you deserve. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you allow me to anyway. I mean. Absolutely. So how have you been? Because, yeah. You know, doing the do. <laughs> doing the do. Um, I've actually been good, you know. I think everyone has their down days in lockdown, but it has really done me the world of good. It's definitely the reset that I needed in my life, in my career, like just kind of like everything. It's been a great time to just pause and reflect and just kind of like heal a little bit, you know? Yeah, I get that. Like I definitely, it's definitely forced me to sit down and think because I think otherwise I'd just be like, oh, I've got loads of stuff to do. I can focus on all that other stuff later. But now it's like, no, you've, you've got to actually sit down and as you said, do the do. <laughs> There's some things you've got to do, honey. And the world is forcing you to do it right now, but as long as you're feeling good and you're in a good space, that's all we can hope for. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Fab. So we are going to start with some quick fire questions. Just okay. off the top of your head, like boom, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Let's get to it. Okay. One, okay. <laughs> so number one, film, stage or TV? It's got to be film. Okay. I yeah. hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Number two, last film you cried to. Oh my God. I feel like I cry at so many things. <laughs> Mine would be like the last advert I cried to. It's, yeah. 
like last night i mean it, it's not it's it's not a film i've been watching unsolved mm -hmm. okay. and there was, a, there was a flashback scene um i don't know i don't know if people have been watching it but there's 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 a scene when someone's dying and it flashes back to a time when, when it's him and his mom and i was actually like oh my god oh my god <laughs> so and then before that oh god there's just so many I'm trying to think what I watched recently. I think my, my lockdown brain's kicked in. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> when you're like, remember when I told you about that thing? I'm like, yeah. But was that a month ago or yesterday? Like, I actually I can't know. remember. It's time, yeah. time is crazy. You know what? I don't blame you, girl. But it's all right. We can cry, we can cry to Unsolved. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Okay, number three. The song you use to pump you up. It's got to be any sort of like 90s house, Chicago house tune, you know, um, or anything sort of like hip hop-y to, like, to get me in the mood for this. I was listening to a bit of um, an old hip hop artist called Grand Poober just to get me in the zone. But you know, anything dancey, anything that's going to kind of like raise my heartbeat, like okay. that's for me, the, the, the night in Chicago house genre, for sure. I can see you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> okay number four the song you used to cool you down chill vibe out the song i used to cool me down probably something by slum village or erica badu Ooh. Erica always chills me out, you know, when you're having a bath, popping her on, got your candles going, got those tunes going. It's, it's got to be Erica, to be honest. She's, she's, my, she's my Simmer Down soundtrack. Nice. Okay, number five. Cheese and wine or beer and crisps? <laughs> Whilst you're in the bath listening to Erica. <laughs> this is really hard because... I love beer, mm -hmm. but then I do love drinking wine with crisps. This is always so, in that. This is always You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a bit of wine. I'm gonna take a bit of the crisps. I'm gonna, I'm, I can leave the cheese. Okay. But I would probably take the wine if I. Okay, if I had to choose, it'd probably be beer and crisps. Okay, cool. But we'll allow you a glass of wine as well. We're not stingy around here. <laughs> Number six, the last book you read. The last book that I read um, was an, an amazing book called Actress. Um, and it was, it really, I, I got it at the beginning of lockdown. I believe the, the um, it's not Zari Ashton's Actress. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a different one by an author called Anne Enright. And it was about the, it was about this girl who was the daughter of a very famous actress. And it was basically telling her life story through the eyes of kind of where she was, seeing her mother do all these things and yeah. knowing her father. But it messed me up, man, because it got to the end. I'm like trying to look up like this, you know, who this actress is. I'm doing all this research. I'm like, I can't find anything. It's so weird. And then at the end, I found out that it was fiction and I was actually like... But it was so real, like it was so real. I was like, no, that has left me like high and dry. Just closing the book and just like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it was a trip. 
it was an absolute trip but it was it was it was really good and, and at the moment I'm reading Girl Woman Other by is it Bernadine Evaristo amazing yeah yeah top book I that was my lockdown read and I finished that and I was like yeah okay I'm gonna take a break from reading for a little while because I need to it's, it's yeah so good you're in for a ride it's like it's just fat. amazing I just think that the way she captured like encapsulates kind of just kind of black British London like just so well you know just like oh yeah. my god oh I feel seen it's amazing like of everything like all of the characters you'd be like oh ah okay thanks yeah. I didn't need to be read like that but yeah <laughs> go ahead yeah it's amazing okay so number seven mm-hmm. if you had to watch one film or tv show for the rest of the rest of your life what would it be it would be Pose. <laughs> I am obsessed. I am obsessed with that show, okay? And then we got into lockdown, I re-watched season one because yeah. that season just kills me. Season two, not as good. Mm-hmm. But season one, oh my God, the storylines, the costume, the makeup, the acting, just the, oh my God, the everything. I'm obsessed with that show. I could see you in Pose, actually. I would love to be in it, but I don't know what I would do. I'd, I'd, have, to, like, I'd, I'd have to be like a, a walk-on part. I would have to be some kind of like... I don't know. I would love to walk in the ball, but darling, I don't know if, you know, I'd be accepted. Could you just be a walk on? Just live, just experience it, you know? I know. <laughs> like, almost, you know, like, living her best life. <laughs> I'd be in there anyway. I'd just be like, I'm being taken, I need to go. <laughs> okay, number eight, one place that you would love to work, like, country-wise, theatre, where, yeah, go for it. One place that I would love to work. I mean, you know, I would love to properly like book a job and like work in Los Angeles. Yeah. That would be really cool. That would be really, really cool. Um, Theatre wise, I would love to work at the Young Vic. That's yeah. always been my favourite um, theatre. I would love the opportunity to go to, to tread those boards. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, and I just think, I think what's so exciting about what we do is that, is that you have the possibility to really work anywhere in the world. Yeah. Anywhere. And I think- day is ever the same. Exactly. And I just feel like knowing that that's a possibility and like any day you could be, I don't know, taken to the shores of, south africa like and you just and you just don't know what that's going to bring like i think that's one thing that really excites me so yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of open really to that hint hint everyone that's listening exactly we would like to go anywhere and everywhere thank you exactly okay thank you we're now gonna like get into it get deep get real okay. so what we first wanted to ask was like what made you want to go into acting so it's a good question because when you try and pin it down to one thing it's really difficult but I felt like it was something that I was really interested in from a very young age. One of my earliest memories is my dad taking me to Leicester Square and I I can't remember what film we were watching but 
in screen one, which is like the biggest screen, mm -hmm. seeing the names come up. I just, ha I just had this vision of just seeing my name that just like on like the opening titles. And when I think about it now, I don't know what capacity it could be in. I don't know if it would be in acting or yeah. like writing or like, but it was just having that. And I remember kind of just feeling that and I, and I can remember that memory quite vividly. Um, and with my family, I come from a very creative family, so it's something that I've it's, I've always been around. It's, it's something that I've kind of always known. Yeah. And people are sometimes shocked when they when, when they hear that I kind of came to it in my kind of like early to mid twenties. People are like, oh, why didn't you do it before? And I always say, well, funnily enough, I just didn't think it was something that was available to me. Like I always thought that I was kind of like going to go to university do well get a job I was working in production yeah but actually took me working in production for a few years and I was doing sales and I really didn't enjoy it and and it, and it took me being there to be like right I really need to look at what is going to like fulfill me and like any day I'm having a down day about acting or things not going well I always just think <laughs> at least I'm not in that office environment that was just so <laughs> stifling and just so unfulfilling to me. It's so. amazing, isn't it? Though? Like how, like, like you said, like even on your worst actor's day, like the worst of the worst, the thought of doing anything else is like, I'd, I'd rather not, I'd rather not, yeah. thanks. <laughs> That's very politely putting it. <laughs> I mean, if you want me to get rid, <laughs> like it's yeah, I know what you mean. Like, kind of that balance of like you kind of want the security, but it's also like this is what's calling to me. So, well, that's it. And you know, I that's kind of like a that's kind of yeah. I guess the answer that I have it, it just it took me being in a very sort of like negative place to be like right. What do I want to do? And when I first went into it, I st I enrolled on this course, and I didn't tell anyone that I was doing it. Like literally, no one knew. My parents didn't know. I was still living at home at the time. Like no one knew. And I would I would like say to work, I was like, oh, I've got to um like leave early <laughs> like every Thursday. <laughs> My boss was a bit like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, you know, just I've been saving up for the course for a while. Like just got to go do it. She's like, hmm, okay. And then it was only after after a few weeks of realizing that I really enjoyed it that I started kind of like telling people because I had to find out for myself. You know, I think being yeah. in a family where everyone does it, it's very easy for them to um, give me all of the support and all of the encouragement. But I was kind of like, I just need to find. I need to have a minute if I to know if this is for me, like innately deep down. It's not mm -hmm. coming from something that I've been influenced by. But yeah, whole nature nurture debate, isn't it? It's like yeah. where where did it come from and I think it's probably it's, it's a bit of both and that's I think that's nice though that you said that you had to like figure it out for yourself in terms of because otherwise you do kind of get lost in that whole like well everyone else is doing it maybe yeah. I maybe I should be doing it as well which exactly. nice ties me into my next question so I was going to say like like what has your journey been so far because obviously we met at Identity mm -hmm. which is like a nice little hub of meeting people and then you kind of like never leave them and we're just like hey yeah so what was like the journey leading up to that I know you briefly touched on it but like what was your 
journey leading up to identity and like what it's been like so far like after we've obviously both flown the identity nest yeah um so the 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 lead up to identity i was working in my sales job decided to leave and i went to america for three months because i was like i just need some space yeah from everything that i kind of know um so i spent some time in new york and then i went to la and i was there for about two months which was just so much fun and it was what i needed and i just think being there i I built a really lovely community of people and it was really funny because on the last day, on my last evening, I went to meet someone for dinner and on the way back, I got an Uber pool and in the Uber pool, I'm, I'm, I'm the only person in the Uber pool. Then we pull up to the next location and this young lady gets in, she sits in the front and I can hear her talking to the driver and she sounds British. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, like, you know, are you from England? And she's like, yeah, yeah, from London. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, whereabouts and she's like West London I'm like okay so we just get chatting turns out she's an actor she's moved there she's doing her thing and she was like have you heard about identity and I was like no and she was like you know like basically it's just really easy like how I got here I just went to identity did some training got some credits and now I'm here and she she just made it sound so easy like <laughs> so like, oh you know so and I was really isn't as difficult as I'm making out to be because that was a time I really 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 wanted to live in America and I was like ooh maybe this could like work um and then the next day I came home and basically looked into identity um you know went to the audition was accepted and then I think we were in this I think the second I think my second term I was with you I think my yes. first I think, I think my freshest term I was in a different group but the craziest thing is it's just so mad it I don't know how we figured it out but my scene partner for the showcase knew the girl that was in the uber pool <laughs> it was so crazy <laughs> I don't know how identity does it but like everyone knows everyone and then you're just like it's like what what are the chances? It was wild. And like, I'm not gonna um, expose this identity or the story of how they knew each other, but it was like, it was like, whoa, like this is some crazy, you know, stuff. So um, yeah, and I was like, cool, I'm on the right path. Cause that's when you just know you're on the right path and those kind of like <laughs> things come together, you know? You're like, hey, sweet, let's go, let's keep going. That is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> And then, you know, we, we had, an, we, you know, our, our term was very turbulent. <laughs> it really bonded us. <laughs> but we came out great. It came out great. We had a great show. It all came together and yeah. everyone was bonded. And any time I see someone from our group, it's always just like, hey, how are you? Like, you, you know. You know. You know. <laughs> we went through that. You just look and it's like... Exactly. we see each other it's okay that's it that's it always yeah, beautiful, beautiful things did come from that term i will it, yeah it and was... i will never be the night after the showcase the steam that we let off yeah it was it was real it was real it was real it that... was necessary oh yeah like it was yeah like you said it was great but it's also a, it was a very stressful 12 weeks 
it was stressful, but it was also just so rewarding. And I think I only stayed at Identity for another term after that. And then I actually, because when I was at Identity, I had an agent and I was work, had a few different jobs. And I actually had the pleasure of, of working with Michaela Cole on um, Been So Long. This was like, if this wow. is a good years ago now. And um, just seeing her and another great actress, Ronke, on set and how they sort of like navigated, I was like, that is proper drama school. Like that, like, yeah. like that is obviously talent, but there's also so much training there. And I was like, right, I want to go to drama school. And that's, that's when I, that. yeah, yeah. That's that, that was a real inspiration because my parents were like, you really should, you know, think about doing a full-time study. And I was like, no, I'm too old. I was like 23. I was like, I'm too old to study. I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to like, you know, hustle it. I've got to go. And then I literally applied for the only two schools because it was quite late in the year. It was, a, it was around sort of April, May time. And I, 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 I saw who was still taking applications and it was Mountview and he's 15. And I ended up going to Mount View and doing the masters there. And it was, it was so intense, but it was so amazing. Like, it was like your experience of like full-time study. Cause I've always thought about it. And again, did the whole like, Oh, like, I don't know. Like I'm too old and it's too late, but can I handle it? Like, so what was that like? Well, because obviously drama school is intense as it is, let mm -hmm. alone doing, you were there for one year. Yeah, it yeah. was one year intensive study. Um, and it was, you know, it, it was, it was just, it was just, I, I, I can't even really um, put it into words. It was just, just everything like from, you know, in a day you're doing like six to you know, maybe like four to five different classes. You're doing, you've got, you know, you've got your dance, you've got your voice, you've got your singing, you've got acting, you've got, um, Alexander technique you've got like there's there's just so you've got improvisation like you've literally yeah, got so yeah. many things going on and on top of that you will have one time we had we, we, we were rehearsing for our kind of on our kind of showcase which the directors from the directing course directed so after your day you then go and do rehearsals you finish it about maybe, I don't know, seven or eight, and then you've got to go back and complete your assignments for the rest of, for the next day or the rest of the week. And, you know, it was, it was a real sacrifice. I yeah. had no money. It was, it was quite infantilizing in a way because, you know, you're, I, I was, I was with my parents. I didn't have much money and it was just pure study, like pure study. I didn't really see my friends, wasn't in a relationship, but, I was like, this is something that I really feel like I need to do. Yeah. Really, really need to do. And it, it was fantastic. I think, but I think the only shock for me was coming from somewhere like identity where it's predominantly, you know, black mixed. It, it was a whole melting pot. Yeah. And at Matthew, I was as black as it got in my year. And I was a bit like, Ooh, I just, I it just didn't, I don't know. It just didn't occur to me. And like yeah. when we, like on the first day, I was like, oh, okay, right, okay. And, you know, for the MA project, I had to do, we had to do a 45-minute um, performance, which you spend, so on top of everything else, you also have to be working on your theory and your essay and your performance for that. And I decided to do a one-woman show because I was like, when else am I ever going to do one? 
so I did it and it was looking a lot at sort of like a semi-autobiographical approach of kind of my experiences of just growing up in London as a mixed race mm-hmm. woman and doing it it was such a soul-bearing experience it was incredible but at the same time I think it took me a really long time to come back to it because my tutor said you know you should really take this on because a lot of my um, classmates were taking theirs on to festivals and developing them and I was just kind of like I don't think I I can at the moment because I don't not one person of colour saw the show yeah like it was so soul bearing and knowing that someone, there was no one in that room that could fully understand. I think that really, but, but I'm only really realizing that now because I've got the show coming up. I've, I've got it plugged. It's going to be on. Oh my God. Yeah. This is my little promotion. Be- be- I wish I had actual sound effects, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be on at the Actors Centre um, from October 12th to the 17th amazing and I've developed it and it's basically about my experiences in the industry as a mixed race woman so I'm so excited about that and it's been so great to have that in lockdown to sort of like focus on yeah yeah and especially like everything's going on right now as well I guess exactly it's so timely and yeah it's the best time but you know going back to your question just about how the journey's been you know it's been it's been turbulent um but I've just, I've learned so much. And, and sometimes I, I need to stop myself and be like, like Jamila, you've, you, you, you were working in, in sales and production for a good three years. You've had a career change. And to think how much I've achieved in like five years, I actually need to give myself a bit more credit. Because I think as artists, it's so easy to be like, well, I'm doing this and I'm not doing that yet. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still living at home. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and like, you know, I don't like this about myself and I want, a, I want a boyfriend and like, you know, all this stuff. And it's kind of like, actually, when you just take a look back and you go, right, if I actually, not the great thing that sometimes me and my friends say is kind of like, when you were little, what you're doing now, your like inner child would be like in awe of. So if you could turn around, <laughs> like if you could turn around and say, yes, I've been there. It's like, you know, like even after shortly after drama school, I, I went to Los Angeles and I had this meeting with this director and like, it was just such a crazy experience because I felt like I was in a film of seeing how the Hollywood system worked. Yeah. Like, but it was at the time, it was very, very overwhelming. And it's kind of like, if I was able to tell that to like my seven-year-old self, my seven-year-old self would be like, oh my God, you did that? You did this? You, you met who? You did that? Like, you know, and it's kind of like, I feel like as artists, we just need to be a bit kinder to ourselves sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Like sometimes it's really important to just sit down and just like make a note of the things that you've, you've done. Mm-hmm. Like it's out there, you've completed it. And yeah, there's like so much more to do, but there's so much more to do in every aspect of life like stop being so and like everyone's on their own time frame and it's and it can be hard obviously like when you're like one of the only creative people in like your other friendship groups and they're out like doing stuff and just like be kind to yourself like you'll get there eventually you know that's everything in their own time like you briefly touched on it like I've read your writing obviously haven't read your one woman show yet but October people accent look out for it um like and I've seen that you've done like performing dancing all that sort of stuff so we just want to like discuss all the other things that you do amongst being an amazing actress (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, um, I it's funny because people think that I've trained as a dancer, or I, I, yeah, or I've done some kind of course or something. But it's just something that I really enjoy doing, and and it's not something that I specifically trained in. I just find it such a freeing outlet. Sometimes I find acting is just a tiny bit restrictive you know and I feel like sometimes you just want to be like Bleh! and you just want to just literally just express from the core yeah. of what you're feeling and if you feel you want to get weird and you know it's just kind of like it's just free form it's like the director being like what is she doing yeah <laughs> hmm. interesting choice <laughs> actually so dancing for me is just kind of more of an outlet and I guess that just by making little videos people have got like for like for instagram people have got in touch like friends of friends being like would you like to do something for a music video for me and i'm like well, you know what like yeah it's just it's a chance to play you know that's yeah. all that we really want to do is just play and just see what happens i think most of the time a lot of my projects have come together very organically whether it's been i go to a friend's studio and we've managed to find a way of strapping the laptop to like a um cupboard with wheels and that's like our dolly and we're literally just pushing it around like you know me just like dancing in different spaces and then we edit it together and it kind of works and i, and I love that freeform way because also i feel like you kind of take a bit of you just have control over the vision and everything because again with acting you never know how it's going to turn out there's so many yeah. stages that you need to go through to even get the job and then so many stages after that you might not even make the edit which is something i've experienced in my life as well and it's kind of like just taking that power back it's like ooh, i like this yeah I like um and then with the writing my first degree was i did english literature and film so english has always, always been something that i've been really interested in mm -hmm. um and it's only really and i like theory and doing ma and being able to have access to a library again and having my brain really switched on looking at different theories and looking at because i was doing what because of what i was focusing on looking at a lot of sort of mixed race writing and the year that I was at drama school there was a real surgence in that and I saw a lot mm. of plays about the mixed race experience which I just was really like mind-blowing to me um so words are something that I've always felt compelled to and it's really only in in lockdown when I've been able to just sit down and kind of reignite and that love because yeah. that the show that I submitted to the theatre originally to get the the week run is a completely different show now because I've had the time to sit down because that's the thing with writing you need time because like you yeah. need to get the zone you can't just be like right okay cool I'm gonna go take this off now like things well, for, for me anyway in my process things come up quite naturally yeah I might start with one idea and it, and it, and it takes me on a ride as well of completely into something else and with the don't wait up writing sessions, everyone, if you if you can, <laughs> if you can, I would highly recommend getting in Cheeky there. Plug. Thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, you know, we're what we're about to go into week three now, and already like you're just helping me build my confidence so much with that. And um, that's something that I just want to keep just kind of working away at. You know, mm -hmm. I would love to be in a position where I can really just kind of write my own work, write roles that I feel like I'm suited for, write roles for people, for other people that I think we suited for them. 
um yeah I've got I've got a real thing about power I feel like I feel like I just feel like my experiences in the industry so far I feel like as an actor you can just feel so powerless sometimes and I'm just yeah. like I, I'm a Leo like I'm all about like you know power <laughs> and like you know leading the pride and like you know I mean why not I think everyone's learning at the minute as well but like you can have control over how your career moves and shifts and whatever and like obviously I've read your writing yeah <laughs> yeah I mean you've got such a way of words it's beautiful and like thank you like and I, I just in like what you touched on earlier like, I enjoy watching what you do because obviously like you just move with however you're feeling and I think that comes through your work as well just yeah, you, you, you can't put you in a box. It's never going to work. No, no, yeah. No, no. And, but I also feel like, I, I feel like with the industry sometimes, they, I've got quite a few friends who are so multifaceted mm -hmm. that we, we, we always speak about this thing, about how people don't know how to kind of like see you or take you. And it's kind of like, guys, like just because I'm not just a dancer and I'm not just an actor and I'm not like, just see me for everything that I am. Like, yeah, yeah, I can put on my actor hat and we can do an acting job or I can put on my voiceover hat and do a voiceover thing. Like, it doesn't mean that, I don't know, I feel like there's a real fear of like, well, you don't fit in the box. So how are we yeah. meant to yeah, yeah, yeah. market you? How are we meant to put you here? And it's like, I think we just need to have a bit more free form in that way yes yeah I think people get scared when they when there's too many things it's like but I'm allowed to be all those things at once exactly because that's what humans are yeah we're not monoliths let us, let us do our thing let us do our thing exactly. um what I wanted to touch on as well is like obviously you touched on like obviously going to Mount View and being the only like mixed race person there so I just wanted to touch on like what have been the biggest lessons you've learned and like if there's anything that like our listeners could relate to learn from gain some insight i think the biggest thing for me during this period and something that i really have neglected it's something that i've been interested in but have probably i've neglected due to just how fast the world was running before mm. covid hit it's just self-care it's just self-love. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, I did this amazing kind of like mini 10 day course on Insight Timer, which has some incredible teachers on there. And this was an African-American teacher. And it's all about just self-love in times of uncertainty and how to take the power back from any situation regardless of it creative or anything else is just remembering who you are yeah and I think that it's just so important because I just think about how life was before this and you, everyone was running from one thing to the next I remember I couldn't even really see, see any of my friends at the beginning of this year because everyone was so busy like it literally felt like this huge world and it was actually yeah. It had to stop, it had to explode and it had to stop because everyone was living so mindlessly. Mm -hmm. And I think the hugest thing during this time is just checking in with yourself once, twice a day, seeing how you are, seeing what you need, journaling anything that you feel. And I just feel like if you've got a, a, a good foundation and understanding of yourself, 
then everything else just falls into place because you're making those decisions not based on what you look like the color of your skin it's just innately coming from you and i can't stress that enough to to anyone young old you know like everyone needs to do that yeah i think i can that's i think one of the biggest lessons i've learned this year as well so like you're saying like everyone is was constantly here there and everywhere and i mean like you sit and look back you're like what was i actually doing mm-hmm. and what did it actually bring to me yeah. and yeah I think that's one thing i've definitely learned is like i'm going to s- start choosing the things i actually enjoy doing exactly rather than just doing what i think i should be doing because of xyz yeah exactly and i think also you know we live in such an exciting time that you can film stuff on your iPhone or you can get together a Zoom group to do a play reading. And I think if you don't feel like you're being seen or represented, just make your own shit. Yeah. Just get out there, just put pen to paper. Or if you've got an idea, tell your friend who's a writer to write it down for you. Like just make your own stuff. Like we are in such a powerful period. And I remember there was actually one teacher identity that we had who said that there's space for all of us, you know, it doesn't matter that it's, it's not a, a, a capacity yeah. <laughs> of, of, of people getting in there. Okay. Yeah. There's room for everyone. And I feel like you just need to sometimes just be brave and just write that idea and just make your own stuff because it's just so fulfilling and to feel like you can really express who you are there's there's nothing that beats it really yeah and there's nothing like seeing your little baby little creative baby just like out in the world yeah i think yeah we do forget that like there there is space for everyone sometimes it doesn't feel like it mm-hmm. but like you said make that space and like who knows like people will see stuff yeah like, we live in a time where like your work can go anywhere like exactly exactly i felt in this time the world has just felt so small like you know I'm speaking to friends all over the world way more than I usually would and I'm like this is amazing like you're in on the west coast of America or like you know in Australia and it's kind of like everyone is just so just kind of just come together like it's 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 really beautiful and And like leading on from that I just wanted to go into like because obviously things have changed dramatically (laughs) like and obviously we don't know what's going to happen, but where do you see the industry going? Obviously, like with not all the technological advances and stuff like that, where do you see the industry like going and being in like three, five year time? Well, I like to think that there is going to be a, a real progress in the conversations that we're having at the moment to do with race and identity and history. Mm-hmm. because I feel like at the moment everything sort of has come to the surface and people are kind of processing it in their own ways and I just really like to think that there is going to be we're going to be in the next phase of this conversation because I feel like for a black person a person of color I just never know what term to use because yeah. everyone has their own prejudice against the term but you know because we're so aware to the issues, we're just waiting for the rest of the world to catch up. So yes. we're kind of letting them catch up, you know, meet us. 
and then I think between us we just need to keep talking to take us to the to, to the next steps and I hope because of that we're going to have a much wider range of roles yeah I oh, really sure. you know the world moves so quickly and I was watching <laughs> me and my boyfriend have been watching this horrific reality tv <laughs> it was filmed five years ago mm-hmm. and some of the issues there was a one of the staff which the program centers around was being you know what we would call sexually harassed now but on the program this guest is talking about the size of her body parts this that and the other in front of everybody else and no one is saying anything and it turns out that this girl actually has anxiety but it's it's this whole hush hush thing and the captain wants to see her medication and it's this whole thing i'm like oh my god this is only five years ago and like the conversation of this has come so far and i also think because of that you know we had me too which we are i like to think we're still in and still figuring out working on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's still a thing but I feel like because of the change oh my god sorry this dog is really taking this this is a barking dog he's <laughs> really taking me out hold on we close the window um but I just feel like with this progress we're just gonna people are gonna be looked after a lot better physically and mentally because you know you know you never know we don't know how long the PPE is going to have to be worn on, yeah. on film sets and and I feel like moving forward people are really going to be looking out for each other so much more physically and mentally yeah and that's all we can hope for really because hope for because we work so intimately and I feel like especially as a performer you can feel so stripped of something you don't really know why you feel a bit weird and it's all a bit oh and it's such a gray area because the conversations are awkward there's something can be so awkward but this is why we just need to find the best way to keep talking and that's why I like to think that in three to five years there's sort of going to be a lot of there's, there's just going to be a change in thought because it's also going to be a change in generation of filmmakers yes you yeah know, it's yeah. going to be a generation and I think unfortunately because of the economy we're going to have only the big huge winners. and but what's really exciting is I think there's gonna be a lot of indie films as well yes because it's just, they're getting smarter with how they work and yeah we'll figure it out <laughs> absolutely it's just it's just the middle section which i think is going to lose its way for a bit but then i feel like it's so exciting because something that really excites me about this time is that i just feel like everyone every creative is doing the self-work doing the care doing their writing and everyone's really yep. sharp up their toolbox and we're literally like ready to go and it's, it's gonna like, come out and just be like <laughs> Absolutely, and to be an emerging theatre maker, performer, dancer, whatever, it's such an exciting time because also we've got so much to express, we've been locked up inside, that's that's not where we want to be, we've been locked up, we want to be out there doing our thing and I feel like it's an incredibly exciting time and I feel like because everyone's going to be a bit more mindful Mm -hmm. of other people's mental health, physical health, it's it's really, it's going to be such a change in the industry, I think we're probably going to look back in about five years and be like, oh my god, how do we ever yeah exactly how do we ever do it yeah it's like definitely perceptions are shifting Mm -hmm. i think you can kind of feel it and it is a bit like okay we've been here for a while we'll let you come on like everyone but yeah no i definitely agree that like there's like a there's a bubbling 
And I yeah. think this is going to culminate in something that we I don't think we've ever or would have ever expected. And I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think we've needed that kind of like someone to just like pull the lever out and just let the all the shitty stuff kind of like go down the plug hole and we can start again. Yeah. yeah exactly. So speaking on like the industries like shifting and stuff like that and obviously we've touched on that you're like you write you dance you all that sort of stuff like do you have any skills that you think kind of like go across all kinds of industries and obviously like as actors and performers we do learn bits here and there that can translate to other sections of our own industry and others mm-hmm. so like do you have anything that you think you've learned or that you know that you can yourself into anything I think it's just more communication I think I think that our communication skills thinking back to sort of like you know our parents generation where people communicate so differently yeah you know I feel like one of my strongest points and the reason that I love acting really is because you you know you do the research and you create a character and that's from your own experiences and I love speaking to new people I love I love meeting new people and you know just kind of (laughs) taking it there you know getting real (laughs) (laughs) basically basically people I find people fascinating and people are in every industry Mm -hmm. and I, and I I just like to think that I can relate to a whole host of people and I think that working across all industries and I think back to even being in different jobs I think even being in sales the reason I kept get being put in sales roles because they're like oh well, you know you're sociable you get on really well with everyone so yeah that's what you should do and I'm like okay cool well <laughs> um, but, <yeah. laughs> but I would I would say probably a skill that I have that translates across all industries is just being able to relate to people and to mm hear their stresses, hear their praises, hear their, you know, hear where they're at and how I can help them. I I think that's what it is and and how best to collaborate and how best to move forward. Because I think also being an actor, you're so aware everyone has such a different process and it's finding that middle ground. And it's the same in in everyday life. Everyone has their own process of, processing things of expressing things <clears throat> excuse me and it's just finding being able to to realize what that is and work together yeah because I, I you have got that energy where like you're just like oh would you mind that I just want to have a chat I'm like oh she looks cool I'm gonna go let me just yeah come on over chat on, on in hey girl <laughs> let's have a chat but yeah no I completely agree like communication is a big thing that we I mean I'd like to think like I can just like plot myself anywhere which I think is obviously really important in everything so it kind of leads me on to my next one it's like who would you like love to work with like if you could just pick yourself up and just like drop yourself into anything who it would have to be Barry Jenkins 
like yeah. I would love even I don't even know obviously I would love to work with him but even just to like sit next to him I don't know like some kind of like dinner and like or even like I don't know just, just like anywhere and just you know he directed my favorite film Moonlight you know mm-hmm. like it was an absolute masterpiece that film shakes me to my core every time and always brings a tear to my eye and what I love about it is that I don't know why and I think yeah. that is the beauty of film that even talking about now I'm I'm shivering and I remember once <laughs> trying to describe somebody who hadn't seen it I started describing the last scene and I literally just started crying <laughs> like I literally could go now because it's just it's just beautiful the way that he just captures everyone's feeling in that film and just the performances and just the, just just it's just a masterpiece yeah. and I would love the chance to just be in his presence even if I'm kind of like the assistant's assistant so yeah. I can just like see I can just like see him and <laughs> <laughs> like I like see what he does you know just, like soak up his presence like <laughs> like I've got nothing to do but I'm just here I'm happy <laughs> just hanging out literally just hanging out um so yeah he's been at the top of my list top top of my list and I actually had an audition last year for a tv um series he was directing and I literally mm-hmm. couldn't believe it when it said director Barry Jenkins I was actually like you know when you get those sheets and you can call it and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, okay, cool. So I'm, just, I'm supposed to be chill about this. Fine, whatever. Exactly, you know. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's a, a good omen for one day. I'll get Put it, it out of the universe. We'll Do it. it. Exactly. Hi, Mary, know. if you're listening. Exactly, exactly. Let's have, let's have a chat. Let's have a, chat. <laughs> let's have a cup of tea. <laughs> But, you know, biscuits, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, there, there's so many um, amazing filmmakers out there. Like, I would love to have the chance to work with Issa Rae or like Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah, is there or women that just decided to do what they were doing and didn't need any help doing it? You know, in yeah. terms of like doing their Wonder Woman shows or setting up their web series, which then translated into something else and I would love to have a conversation with them one day or, or to or to work with them because they're real trailblazers I think for our generation like I think mm-hmm. when I think back to this time in my life it's going to be those people that I've named where I'm like those are the people that I was really looking up to at the time yeah it's amazing what they've done with just everything like similarly like I know you mentioned you got to work with Michaela Cole like even just the way she works as well just like it blows my mind and it's like they're the perfect example of like if you want something to work you'll make it work and like they've done that and like just to be if I yeah to be in the presence of that would just like I mean I don't know if I'd say anything I'd probably just sit there and stare at them to be quite honest but I'm not very good at playing it cool. I'm not very, very good at that. Um, so along the same similar lines, if there was one role that you were like, would love to play, like what would that be? Like someone came up, like your agent came up to me like, hey, got this job. It's your dream role. 
it's really hard because there's two which are my go-to I don't have one I'm sorry I no don't one, have, <laughs> have the two live your best life honey go for it <laughs> so I think the first one would be um Dido in the film Belle the mixed race mm-hmm. princess because I, for me, that's the first time. I, I mean, and also big up Amara Sante. I would also love to work with her as well. Like, would love, love, love. Um, but that role, I remember seeing that film when I was about 14 and I was like, this is the first thing that I've seen where I felt fully represented. Yeah. Like, fully. And the conversations that, that I had in there and just how it's written, I'm like, wow. And Weirdly, I think I have this kind of like period look. I have this kind of like Victorian, like Georgian lady sometimes. Yeah. I, and I'm always like, I would love to like play like Marie Antoinette or like, uh, you know, something like that. And Belle, the mixed race English princess, that would be like, that would be a dream. Yeah. That would be a dream. And then because I've always just been obsessed with her since I've been a little kid, would be to play Lara Croft. <laughs> I would love to do action. Talk about different ends of the spectrum. I know, I know, I know. I love it, I love it. I know, I would just love to play Lara Croft. You know, she's sassy, she's bad, but she's, but she's clever. And it's like, I would just, I would love it. That is amazing. Either a princess or a tomb raider, I don't really mind. Just like, <laughs> I could do both at the same time. Like, yeah, exactly. I've so, trained for this. I've trained for this. There you go. <laughs> okay, so if you weren't acting and you couldn't play English princess, Tomb Raider, what would you do? So if like acting was just not an option, which is hard to think about, I know, but... Yeah. I, I would probably... I probably would have stayed in production mm-hmm. and would have wanted I probably would have tried to make the jump from sales to more into production but I don't know because I started off wanting to be a producer got put into sales and then I was like nah I don't want to it was actually quite nice seeing that the the producer role every day but not (laughs) doing it if that makes sense and I was a bit like um so I think maybe something like that maybe I would have set up my own production company I really don't know or when I also when I was a kid I was obsessed with being a spy so I may have just tried to work with MI5 or MI6 or something and like yeah <laughs> been the real life Kim Possible or something yeah. I don't know. my kids was a real influence I don't know who I thought I was but I was yeah <laughs> you know either that or I don't know but probably would have like moved to LA and become like a stripper or something I don't know <laughs> you know versatility Versatility. Just you wherever never know. Taken me. You've got the options. You could have been a production company owner who also does MI five work on the weekends. But then when it hits like night time, when night falls, she's also working the pole. That's it. That's actually a dream. <laughs> that is some badass. Do it all. Do it yeah. all. Yeah, maybe I should write. It's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's no joke. That's hard work. <laughs> I mean, the body would be on point. Yeah, yeah. See, and you've got to be fit to be a spy. You have to like chase after people and stuff. So, and like be able to speak different languages. You'd be really clever. Yeah. And then 
but the production companies are really creative as well wow i mean i mean what are you doing like this what am i doing we just end it now like you've got things to do (laughs) (laughs) stuff to work on places to be things to spy on (laughs) (laughs) okay so (laughs) if your production company slash stripping slash spy work doesn't work out Mm. but obviously we just in terms of acting and in terms of life in general we just wanted to like wrap up with the question what does success mean to you it's a really good question isn't it because it's so unique to everyone but i think for me success just means opportunity mm-hmm. you know opportunity being seen feel like you're being heard being able to contribute or represent your community and just working with like-minded people I think that is just the biggest success to to wake up every day know that you're doing something that your heart and your soul is in and you're working with people who also feel the same way as you I think that's probably the biggest blessing and probably the biggest form of success to me like that's what it that's actually what it would look like in like a tangible form that's beautiful yeah just being happy with what you're doing where you are yeah just being happy like being fulfilled fulfilled just being just yeah just just to feel like you're contributing to some kind of change or or cause or just representation I think that's what it is and you know there's also a big fat paycheck with it that's also fantastic. That's also cute. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think more so for me, it's that, you know, emotional, mental fulfillment mm-hmm. where you're like, yeah, like, yeah, this is done for all the right reasons with all the right people at exactly the right time. Jamila, I want to say thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly. You are such a like, I can't even, like your spirit, your energy is just oh, juicy. I love it. So, so much. Plug your show. So when can people like get tickets? When can they check it out? Do it, girl. So this is where it gets a bit difficult because um, obviously with the government guidelines at the moment, <laughs> we, we, we've had the billions of pounds being given to the yeah. art grant finally so we're going to be thankful for that you know better late than never um but in terms i think the tickets were meant to go live because we're waiting for the government guidelines it's mm-hmm. been back a little bit um so that is to be determined but the dates have remained the same and it's going to be at the john thor theater at the actor center in Covent garden give you the dates again October 12th which is a Monday to the 17th which is a Saturday so there are six performances at the moment again with government guidelines it usually would have been 50 seats Mm -hmm. it's now 17 but that might increase so everything's a bit up in the air up in the air Mm -hmm. yeah but to stay kind of up to date with the process of it people can follow me on Instagram which is at Jamila Martin Winget. And I'm basically going to do a whole sort of like launch. I've got a nice poster. I'm going to really be posting soon. <laughs> um, I had an amazing photo shoot with an amazing photographer called Bertie Watson. Um, does great headshots as well. Just letting everyone know. 
Um, but yeah, there's going to be more um, updates on that very soon because obviously October is nearing. So scary, yeah, yeah. We will, we will, we will see. But it's going to be very exciting, and yeah, tell a friend, tell a friend, basically because tell all your friends, yeah, everyone. Yeah. It's and if you be don't, um. <laughs> So, Jamila, thank you again so 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 much. I've had so much fun talking to you. And yeah, check her out, people, because she is a firehouse and a powerhouse. She's everything basically, all wrapped into one perfect little performer bubble. Guys, you have been listening to the Don't Wake Up podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you on the next one. <laughs>